Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 74 of the Friday Nightmares podcast. Uh, welcome to the new year, everyone. We have survived to 2023. So I am one half of your hosting team this evening, Mr. Smoke Show Crawford, coming to you from the town of Swartz Creek in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy. Fully faxed, boosted and waxed and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet and feed me after midnight. I'm the man with the glorious beard, a.k.a. Mother of Cats, a.k.a. the man with the humongous ego, a.k.a. Scott Housen. I am Smoke Show, and with me, as always, is Heather Powell, fr- Heather Powell from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And I have such a boring intro when compared to Scott. But good news, you're going to get to listen to me stumble on it being 2023 for the next three months. And... <laughs> Scott knows that we spend probably the first three months of every year correcting ourselves. And I know why Scott has to correct me all the time. I say 2021s when it's 2022s. So I don't know, though. I turned 40 this year. So I feel as though this year I may get it right on with the year for a change. I'm hopeful. And if if not, I'm here to try to correct correct the course because I'm yeah, with my job, I'm so used to stamping 2023 now that it's just kind of natural because that's just what I do with my job. Got to make sure they yeah. are correct. You've always been better with the transition. Now, mind you, we started this in 2020, so there was no real transition except from 2020. It was all 2020 stuff, which is crazy because I watched the 2020 movie the other day that I was going to watch the year it came out. I'm glad I didn't. It wasn't that great. Um, but it's just, I always have such a hard time, but you always are fucking on fire with it. Oh, there's, there's Scott's Luna. Oh. Scott's, Scott's got his pussies everywhere. And she just slipped and fell. Come here, kitty. Oh, is she okay? Yeah, I think she is. Oh, babies. My old kitty. She's 17 years old, folks. Oh man. She's almost as old as Tim Davis. Oh, right. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, you know that he has a hot younger wife that you can recently listen to on the most recent, um, horror, is it horror for Dummies? Dummy, dummies of horror. Dummers of horror. I still fuck dummers, this up. Dummers of horror. Dummies, dummies of horror. Dummies of horror. Yeah, dummies of horror. Dummies of horror. Uh, she's way better than him. Like, I don't know why she doesn't just have a show. Like, I why mean, do we have to listen? And he brought up Jaws again. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? <laughs> like, I, can you imagine him on a first date with his wife? And he was like, do you like the movie Jaws? Do you like it? I mean, to be fair, that's me like with uh, any date I go on. Do you like Gremlins? You better like Gremlins. Do you watch Gremlins? <laughs> and they're like, what movie in there? And you're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you throw your plate down and you storm out. Actually, 2023 has brought some really exciting things in Scott's life. Scott, why don't you tell everybody the recent activity you've taken up? Oh, you mean this uh, beautiful golden yeah. sheen that us Michiganders don't see the sunlight for more than maybe an hour a day nowadays? And I somehow got this beautiful looking tan. That's beautiful bod. Beautiful bod. <laughs> That's because my bitch ass is going tanning because in about a, less than a month, I will be on that cruise ship going to the Southern Caribbeans. Where sun is going to be out constantly, and my pasty white ass will burn to a crisp, and I do not want to feel uncomfortable on that trip, at least from sunburn. So I'm going tanning every couple of days. I've never done it before in my life, so here's hoping I don't burn the shit out of myself and go too much, but we shall see. But Scotty boy, he's going to get a nice golden sheen. He's going to look pristine. 
gonna be nice and sexy. Yeah. Like, honestly, why do we have to talk about your cruise all the time? Honestly. Oh, don't worry, Heather. You'll get your time to shine talking about your trip to England again. <laughs> Come real soon here. Scotland. You forgot Scotland as well, Scott. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Scotland. I actually booked my tickets to Edinburgh Castle. Nice. I even splurged for the six-pound fucking program I'm going to get. What a fucking nerd I am over here. Fucking nerd alert. So, okay, before we get too into this this episode, but by the way, folks, it's going to be interesting. But So I've been watching some doc series on Netflix because, well, let's be real talk here. There's not much else going on on Netflix. Have you watched the volcano one as as of late? Have you... Okay, like, so there's this one, and I was at a Christmas dinner, and a relative was like, oh my god, this volcano one is so good, you gotta watch it, you know, it's, it's, what is it called, like, escaping the volcano or something like that. Anyway, I watched it, and it wasn't bad, basically, these people go to a volcano in New Zealand, and it's an active volcano, it's a tour group. And while they're on the island, the volcano erupts. Now, it's just, I, I don't mean this like it's just ash, but ash comes out, steam and ash, which is horribly dangerous, but there's no lava or anything like that. Like, they're not running away from lava or, or anything sensational. So, yeah, anyway. Actually, now that you mention it, I just heard this on the Outside of the Cinema podcast they were talking about. Oh, yeah? About yeah, uh, I like think, it? Yeah, I think uh, Bill by Force had it in his top ten. Very good documentary. Very informative. Very, very well done. Here was the only issue I had. So there was a couple that's married that go they 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 go on this. And then they're like, you know, I wish we had known how dangerous it was. I should have done my own research before we went. And I was like, Are you a fucking moron? How? Like, and they were so angry at the volcano. And I'm like, first of all, that'd be like going swimming with sharks. And getting upset that you get bitten. Right. Like, you take a risk when you go on these activities. You're going to an active volcano site. Like, I get that maybe the tour shouldn't have happened, but you can also use some common sense. It's like people that bungee jump off of bridges. You assume they're going to be safe because they're being operated by a tour facility, but you still have to use your common sense or know that you're taking a risk. By doing this activity, you are taking a risk that something may happen to you. Right. Like, I'm sure you're going to do excursions. None of them are going to be as risky as this, but there will be a waiver involved, and yeah, you like, sign it, you know, knowing that you are taking a risk. Yeah, and I mean, in hell, even, like, uh, a lot of the, because of what I've been reading up on, because, you know, what I did my research, because, you know, that's what I should do. I'm going out of country. Because you can use Google like yeah. a normal person. <laughs> and, like, you know, I found out there are other excursions I can take that are not part of the uh, cruise, and... I will be, if I decided to do those, I would be taking a risk of maybe not getting back in time um, and missing my boat or chance of this being a getting manipulated into something that is not actually a tour and I get robbed. Like there's all these different things. So, yeah, for my first cruise, you know what I'm doing? I'm sticking to the itinerary that the cruise leaves me with. I'm not going right. to be doing any crazy adventuring on my own. Hell no. And like, it's, it's just, yet again, I can understand that you're upset or angry that something happened to you, but common fucking sense. Like, yes, this is a real life horror and we see survival films like this all the time. Oh, they go somewhere and, you know, shit goes down. But like, you went to an active volcano. Right. Like Now they were American. I hate, of course. (laughs) 
Because there's you... a bunch of other Australian t- tourists that they talked to, and they were all like, well, yeah, you know, we took a risk, and this happened. And yeah, the Americans were like, it's, it's like it happened. Like, they didn't choose to be there or have the common sense. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I'm sorry, if you go to an active volcano, you cannot get mad that the volcano may, you know, erupt or whatever. Yeah, yeah uh, like, it's one, a risk. Yeah, I was like, because for one, it's like, you're going there. That is what you're going there for, to see an active volcano. Right. What do you expect? Don't get mad at... Like, if it was me, I'd just be like, well, we went at the wrong time. Right. And, like, they got severely burned. I understand their frustration. Like, I'm not downplaying the pain they were in or anything like that. It was just at the end when they're like, oh, I guess I should have done my research. I'm like, yeah. what research did you need to do? You're going to an active volcano. Like, I, mean, I don't understand. I mean, still, do research. Yeah, but, like, I was still, like, if I went cave diving and I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know. Like, I just, where's the common sense that this, you are taking a risk. I go to fucking a trampoline park. I take a risk. <laughs> right. Right. So like, you're taking a risk of whatever decision you're doing. And this is where stupid found footage films come into play. This honestly could have been a found footage of these two just complaining because it was like, as I said, I got that they were in pain and shit, but anyway, it's an interesting documentary, not one of the best on Netflix, but you know, it's 2023 and we are down there scraping the bottom of the barrel. Kind of like what Rob does for dates on Friday night. Um, <laughs> Rob Humphreys from Slasher Radio. And uh, let's see the show he does. Slasher Radio and this horror life. Um, this Rob Humphrey life. Mm, Rob. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. You know what he's going to think of? He's just going to go playing back over and over again. Mm, Rob. <laughs> it's like, a, I wish that was Scott. <laughs> He probably no would say ever, that. No one ever wants Heather. I'm just that bitch from Friday Nightmares <laughs> podcast. No one likes me. No one. No, uh, I, we, 2023s don't even like me. <laughs> we love you, Heather. 2023 you movies may not, but we love you. <laughs> so Scott and I have brought the finest <laughs> to the table for 2023s. Uh, this week, we got a really creative with what we consider a 2023 because, well... People, as Scott would say, there's not a lot, but but there is some there is some and gems. I would say there is actually quite a few uh, like that you can rent on Amazon. I think there was like mm. four or five that we didn't get to, but just because for one, you know, a little bit personal information here, but I had to cancel my Amazon due to it getting constantly freaking hacked. So I don't have access to. Yeah, Amazon Tim, can you Prime. stop fucking hacking Scott and Big yeah, Billy? Tim. And everyone else we know, it's definitely them. Exactly. It's probably Darren Wilson. That's totally Darren. You know, if he's... I know anyone who's anti-government and anti-Amazon, it would be Darren. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I just haven't had the chance to rent it because I'm going away this week, and I'll hey, be honest. Going? <laughs> I'm going, going, to... <laughs> going to the UK. <gasps> You're going to the UK? Yeah, no. I never. I never said anything. I know you're shocked. I'm vain, shock, surprise. This is literally the first time you're hearing about it, so So, it's very shocking. So you're just going to up and leave me, and we're not going to record, and you're going to talk all about your trip when we get back, and it's going to be the Heather show again. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Then you're going to go to the Caribbean. And I had an orgy with Rosie Palmer and her five sisters. (laughs) Oh, Scotty, that's a lot of of fingers to please. And you know what? I got really weird looks when I'm in the pool. <laughs> now I can know what's the what's the cruise line you're traveling on? Uh, celebrity. Now Scott is banned from celebrity cruise lines. <laughs> hey, maybe you'll see the Final Destination movie. Maybe it's being filled on the on the ship that you're on. Oh my god, that would be amazing. You would lose your fucking horror nerd mind. Oh, I would fucking flip. 
It'd be amazing. We should have that happen. Actually, I was like, Final Destination on a cruise ship. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Well, Final Destination 6, just in general. I'd watch that. <laughs> right, right, on a Unlike cruise ship. Unlike Rob Humphrey. Yeah, but Rob doesn't like Joy, and he just kind of sits at home and plays records like it's 1950. So just leave poor Rob. He doesn't, He actually bought the Taylor Swift record. Like, he well, bought the record. The man loves what he loves. Okay, I'll be honest, and I'm going to—I do find that kind of sexy. What, that he bought a record or that he yeah, bought Taylor Swift? Yeah, that he bought records. I actually find it really, like, attractive. I find it uh make me just go, okay, granddad. No, see, I think it's, like, sexy that he cares enough about music that he actually buys, like, the record. Like, he has no interest in me. He's shown that many a times. I've offered myself, and he's not interested. But I think that's sexy as shit. I really do. No, I was gonna say, like, I like it's cool. Yeah, I was like, it is cool. I got to tease him, though. But, no, it's because it's hard to uh, collect stuff that's, like, you know, out of date like that now. Like, I mean, it's still cool, though, because there is companies that still produce records for bands. Like, a lot of bands still get records made. It's, it's true. Cool. Records records are, are, are the hit thing, you know? Yeah, records, um, are, records are the VHS of music. Maybe they'll come out with a record horror film, like War of the Worlds on record. Yeah, bring back Laserdisc. Uh, well, there is War of the Worlds on record, so that is yeah. a thing. But, like, like, wouldn't that be, oh, man, can you imagine all the horror nerds? Oh, my God, I got this vinyl of Halloween on record, and it's just the dialogue of Halloween on record. And it's so good because you can listen to the dialogue, and then you actually appreciate what's going on in the in the music by John Carpenter. And I just think it's much more unique. And, you know, everything that's not in if I can, like, 70s or 80s film sucks anyway. That's what they would do. You just insulted half of our listeners. <laughs> you know what, though? They're all laughing because they're all like, that's true. That's right? true. Well, let's be real. I would buy that fucking record, too. <laughs> and I would listen to the fuck See, out of that. Well, shit. the funny thing is, I would buy that record, and I probably wouldn't even listen to it. I'd probably have it hanging on my wall. because. Oh, man, it'd be fucking sick. As much as I make fun of it, because I want it. All all horror movies made into records. I would buy a Scream record. Fuck yeah, I would. That shit would be... You know what? There's a marketing fucking genius thing right there. Take Where, Like scripts. it's an audiobook version? Yeah, and you make an audiobook of the horror films on record. Hmm. Fucking horror nerds would eat that shit, and then you take it to fucking conventions and you get them to sign it. Oh. See, now I would, <laughs> I would totally buy Gremlins. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you would. And Tim would buy all the Jaws ones because it's the only film he feels the need to talk about. It has to compare every movie to Jaws. And you know, hey, I, was gonna, I was gonna go back to that too. Like, can you imagine Tim and I on a date? Hey, do you like Jaws? Hey, do you like Gremlins? Hey, do you like this thing? Hey, do you like no? This? But it would, oh. it would be you just trying to out one each other. This would be Tim. I know. Actually, every every movie that comes out is based basically Jaws. Uh, Midsummer. <laughs> Um, it's basically Jaws because she goes there and she doesn't know that the monster is the people, which is like what Jaws says, because every movie is like Jaws, 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 Jaws. <laughs> and he's all like, I'm sorry, Heather, don't you have a social political movie to go shove up your ass? You pretentious bitch and what? And he and wonders like why he calls you that bitch. And act like you're woke and better than the fucking rest of us, Heather. Don't you need to go fucking do that? Why don't you go eat some kale, your gluten-free bread, and go do some fucking peach mart? Peach go, go drink some maple syrup. While drinking some fucking Starbucks. I am so that person. I am that person who's like, yeah, yeah, inequality. And then I like fucking buy a bunty fucking caramel latte from Starbucks and wear my case paid purse out. So, you know, I'm just a walking contradiction. 
All you need is a Karen haircut. Oh, I don't think I'm a Karen. No, you're no. not. <laughs> you're not. No, I'm not. you're nowhere. I'm, I, Tim has said I'm the fun bitch. <laughs> I'm not the... Because he knows I'm just kidding. I just want to fuck Tim. And I, the harder I try, you know, I, that's my goal. Though he did say he would give me babies for Canada. I could have little Aussie babies running around yelling, cunt, cunt, cunt. <laughs> cunt, 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 jaws. Cunt, 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 jaws. Apologize for that word, but that's what they say in Australia. So it's it's okay because we mean it in the Australian way, only in the Australian way. It's true though; it's a word of endearment there. Yeah, it is. 100%. Not like here. Like we when I first started listening to horror for dummies, and we would hear them use that that language. I was like, oh my god! And then I'm like, oh no, shit! That's just how they talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Okay. Right. Anyway, I guess we should talk about our 2023s. <laughs> yeah, I'll say we definitely. Uh... I mean, as you can tell, folks, we're trying to kill a little time right now. Cause we're... Actually, well, we never get a chance to because we usually have too many movies to talk about because you've exactly. watched 18 billion films. Yeah, and I was saying I did watch uh, quite a few this uh, like last two weeks, but it was just uh, random like older movies and just the mixture of newer stuff and just some documentaries and, you know, just watching something to watch it just so I had because yeah. you know, I'm desperate for 2023s right now and we're not getting it yet. Oh, I feel you. I feel you in my bones. Well, I'll start off with the first one. This one is on Netflix. It's uh, dolted as a new release, or like dolted, presented as a new, I don't know what dolted being, not even a word. It's presented as a 2023 because um, even though it was made in 2020, I, I don't know if there is a way for us to watch it prior to Netflix picking it up in Canada and the United States. So that's why we've counted it. It's called Bloodline. It is an hour and 35 minutes. Uh, when a young when an accident leaves a young boy in a coma, his parents' love is put to the test as they resort to a dangerous plan to save him. This is a film that is from Egypt. Um, it is <laughs> one of the reviews on IMDb says it couldn't be worse. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say that for this film. I think that this is a interesting take on uh, a specific lore with children uh the twins in it are kind of adorable i'm not gonna lie i didn't think it was a super amazing movie but i didn't hate my time with it now that being said if you are someone like scott and i and you like to sample lots of different international movies and and, <laughs> and get a feel for what's out there this is worth your time it is on netflix um, if that is not you, I don't think you need to watch this for any end of the year lists or anything like that. I don't think this is going to stand out for anybody. So, uh, it's called Bloodline and it is on the Netflix if you are interested. Now, speaking of something that should be on the year end list. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Bring this bad boy up, Scotty. All right. This one is a movie that I stumbled across on Tubi because you know, I love my Tubi films and this mm, one, Tubi. this one is called mega lightning and the synopsis is after a violent thunderstorm scares a house party the guests flee to a nearby home for shelter only to discover a more sinister hand is at play now they can't escape the stranger's home due to the th thunderstorm but they can't stay inside due to the danger that follows them um this is uh at first i thought it was gonna be kind of like a uh end of the world nature type film where it's just like because it's like this lightning storm that is like killing everybody because it's like extremely dangerous like the bolts like are striking constantly and just like yeah just it's killing a lot of people but uh it ends up kind of having a twist that turns more into a thriller slash horror film because yeah the stranger is stranger danger and yeah i'd say like for just a beginning of 2023 watch just something simple 
it wasn't bad. Like, it was good to kill time. Acting was iffy. The CGI was, like, sci-fi tea uh, sci-fi mm-hmm. channel level but like i didn't mind it it was entertaining enough like it passed the time like it was like you know 5.5 out of 10 just like just above average like it, it entertained me at work awesome cool so do you recommend people watch it on the tube if you're desperate for 2023s right now sure but like i'd say in a couple weeks don't even bother it's not even, unless you're like really desperate just to get movies in so unless you're thirsty like scott and i exactly like, I'm just great. We're, we're scraping the barrel more or less so we have something we can talk about on the show. And plus, just sample things. Well, I'm sure we sure do like the sample, don't we, Scotty? Fuck yeah, we do. All right. I'm going to talk about this other fucking gem on Tubi, which I'm pretty sure Lance, Lan- Lance Lanford's wife from the uh, Horror Returns podcast has on repeat. Uh, <laughs> the Good Wife's Guide to Murder. Be careful, Lance. You better be nice. Maybe I should send this to Jill for uh, Jill Davis. Hey, for, there you uh, go. help her out help a sister out all right this is an 84 minute runtime when an expert in spousal murder is accused of killing her husband she must use her investigation skills to prove her innocence this is a campy murder mystery that i threw on because i was hoping there was going to be a little bit more horror in it there's not um it's a fairly predictable plot you would have to be living under a rock to not put together what's going to happen during this film. Um, it based around a guy that makes berry beer and runs a distillery craft and his wife writes horror movie pot murder podcasts. It's not good. It's on Tubi. I don't know. Don't watch it. It's not, I regret watching it. It's, it's i told scott when he's like oh i scrolled by that i'm like that was a wise decision (laughs) mega lightning sounds like an academy award-winning film compared to this one but if for some reason you really want to watch this soap opery fucking hallmark with a little bit of an edge movie it is available on the tubi and it is called good wife's guide to murder nice I, I should have so called it good, good Heather's Guide to Falling Asleep During a Film. It would have been <laughs> more accurate. Oh, all right. So, well, I guess continuing on with Tubi, um, I am going to talk about a sequel that just came out called Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. Mm. Uh, I'm going to let everybody know now, I have not watched Don't Fuck in the Woods, the first one. But <laughs> Did you need to? <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it kind of ties into the first movie, it looks like, like uh, with some of the characters that I guess are returning, but it wasn't necessary for me to follow the plot. Um, though I probably will, now that I watch this one, I probably will go back and watch the first one because that one is also on Tubi. Um, mm. But the plot of this is the counselors of Pine Hills Summer Camp are getting the grounds ready for the season. While they set up, a mysterious girl enters the camp after a night of bloodshed, and there are things following her as well. Uh, basically, this is, um, do you like boobs? You're going to see a lot of boobs. Like Boobies. Lots, lots and lots and lots of boobs. Um, cheesy acting. Very 80s slasher-esque style acting, I guess you would say. Can't kind of give me that vibe. Uh, some pretty decent gore here and there. Um, and, uh, like, monsters that basically try to, uh, I guess, enter you in different ways sexually. And uh, kind of like spawn while they're inside you. Like, uh, so it actually shows like an up close shot of something entering a woman's hoo hoo, <laughs> woman's vagina. Vagina. Uh, but once again, I didn't expect this to be groundbreaking or anything like that. But uh, once again, this was actually more entertaining than I expected it to be. It's not like I, I would give this a seven out of 10. This was like just very fun 
movie. Ridiculous, silly, but I had a good time with it. Nice. So you recommend it then? Yeah, I'll say uh, especially to anybody that's fans of the first one, definitely watch it. Um, but and I'd say like, yeah, it's worth just checking out because I mean it's free on Tubi. Why not? And as long as you don't mind like tons of female nudity because that's I don't even think there's <clears throat> any male nudity and I think it's all female. Oh, but, uh, so I don't get to see any dicks. No, I was gonna say like because when I told you the title, I was like oh, Heather's gonna love just the title of that. I'm like I better pre warner female nudity, Heather. <laughs> well, and I I I, I respect a, a booby here and there, but you know I do, I do like the dick. Exactly. And I know you do. I know yeah. you're an equal opportunity nude person. Yeah, well, I just I'm like I just I like to fuck too. I exactly. I would fuck in the woods. I fuck anywhere. I know, that's why no I knew matter. you would love the title of this movie. <laughs> no matter where it is. And if I'm under the back of the bar, get the ludicrous song going. All right, so we're going to continue with our Tubi awesomeness, and we're going to talk about Terror Train 2, which I'm pretty sure they just filmed directly after Terror Train 1. I think they did. The, re- the reason why we're covering this is because this was dropped on New Year's Eve. It's close enough, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2023. So um, the return trip from hell... A year has passed since the series of gruesome murders took the lives of multiple college seniors abroad, the now now infamous terror train. The survivors are coerced to go on the New Year's Eve redemption ride, which I don't get why they all showed up. Did you get why they were all there? Did you you watch it, right? I was going to say, I have about 25 minutes left of the film. Okay, you're not mismatched. But yeah, the whole plot of why they showed back up on this train... Yeah. Like, like they kept like made sure to say it over and over again. Your therapist wants you to face your fears. Let's put you on the train again. That that is the dumbest fucking reason right there. Yeah, I just didn't quite buy that. Anyway, otherwise it's not a bad little slasher for a Tubi film. Yeah. Um, you know, if you didn't really like the first remake, you definitely shouldn't watch this. Um, if you enjoyed the first remake. I'd say watch this if you're looking for something to watch. You're not gonna. It's free on Tubi. It's and it's on Crave in Canada. Honestly, like I didn't hate my time with it. Some of the kills were pretty good, or the aftermath of it looked really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't mind it, but I think it's not something that I would say people need to run out and go watch. Exactly. Like once again, this kind of falls in the line of like mega lightning to me, where it's just like it's not offensive to the eyes. It's easy to watch and. It's entertaining enough. Right. It's entertaining enough. I think that's the key thing. Yeah. Um, and this was the next one that you watched. So Terror Train available on Crave for Canadians and Tubi for Americans and Canadians. Yep. Uh, and yeah. So the next one I am going to watch came out today, which is Friday the 13th of January. Um, but it is a Peacock exclusive called Sick. And it's a Wildcat. And it's produced by uh, Blumhouse. Uh, in the midst of the pandemic, college student Parker and her best friend Miri decide to self-quarantine at her family's lake house where they will be alone, or so they think. Um, yeah, this is their basic, like, high-quality, like, very well-shot, pretty decent acting, um, very basic plot. And, you know, i already been saying on the show that I'm now getting tired of the uh, COVID films. And this one, like, definitely does the whole uh, right at the height of quarantine during, like, April may area of 2020 mm-hmm. and like yeah it's like everybody's wearing masks they're like spraying down their groceries when they get in the house they're talking about sick, uh, social distancing and like making sure to stay six feet away from each other and 
Like it's it's very generic in that way because we've seen it a million times now. Mm-hmm. But uh, they do kind of poke fun at it a little bit. Um, I'd say like you know go into this expecting like a Blumhouse horror film, and you shouldn't be disappointed. Like when I say Blumhouse horror, I mean like the easy made for teenagers type horror film. Yeah. Like, because the Blumhouse has done some better, like, more mature stuff than this. But this feels more along those lines of, like, the teenage-style horror. It's not bad. It was entertaining. Like, once again, like, very well shot. Decent acting. Decent plot. And pace was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I gave it, like, one uh, about a six and a half. It's not bad. It's entertaining, right? And I think yeah. if you're looking for something to watch, it's easy to watch. Then you're, and you're looking to build your 2023 list. Sounds like probably one of the more palatable, not a waste of time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely one of the more uh, easy-to-watch horror films, like, with, like, the budget-wise. You can tell yeah. it, like, had a decent budget. Nice, nice. But, yeah, and that's just be... available on Peacock, right? Yep, right now it is just available on Peacock. Okay. Um, The next one, both Scotty and I watched. And, actually, I thought Scott, I was into this before Scott was, which was, like, shocking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never happens. Um, The Pale Blue Eye. This is a Netflix release. It is a hundred and. 30 minutes long. It is a long one. Yeah. Um, a seasoned detective investigates a series of murders at the U.S. Military Academy in West Point in 1830. He is assisted in his investigation by an intelligent and eager young cadet named Edgar Allan Poe, who, by the way, did serve in the military. I actually Googled it to look it up. He did. Nice. I don't know if he was, this is a true story or they, whatever the case is, but yes, he was part of the military. Um, who will go on to become one of America's most influential authors and the originator of the detective genre. Um, I really liked this movie. I'm not going to lie. I I really fucking dug this film. I found it interesting. I found the acting endearing. I found the characters endearing. I bought into uh, Kristen Bale, Harry Moline, uh, Toby Jones. I bought into everybody everyone had acting chops in this film they were fucking great um probably not the strongest horror film out there some definitely gets horror at the end definitely definitely gets horror at the end um fuck i i thought it was great i actually think this is a is a must watch this year i think if you like sleepy hollow that kind of theme i think you'll really fucking dig this film your thoughts scotty yeah, I thought it was decent. I'm definitely not nearly as high on it as you. Like I said, it mm. took me a long time to get into the film. Like, if I was watching this at home, I probably would not have made it through. But really? Was, yeah, just because I was just not invested, like, at all. Mm. I mean, it's, it's nothing. I don't know what it was about the film, because the acting's great. The characters are great. You know, I think it may have just been the pacing of the story. Mm. And I do like a slow burn, but something was just not grabbing me at first. But yeah, I, but I'm glad I watched it at work because, like, usually I'll watch, I'll let anything play all the way through at work, like I don't give up. Um, and I'm glad I did because, yeah, by the second half I was way more invested. I was liking where the mystery was going, trying to figure out what was going on. And yeah, then that ending, like that third act happened, and I'm going, oh shit, okay. Like I thought it did pretty good. Like it was, yeah, it definitely. I think I gave it about the same rating as like Don't Fuck in the Woods for me. Like it's just like, yeah, it's a six and a half, seven for me. Like it's, it was a good watch, but yeah. It'd be an eight and a half for me at least. I thought it, I enjoyed it that much. I, um, and I didn't think I was. I didn't even want to watch it. I only watched it because I'm like, fuck, there's nothing else. <laughs> right. Like, I'll just fucking watch this movie. God, this is something Scott would like. It's historical drama. And like, oh, my God, is this historical period piece. And I fucking loved it. 
Like, I don't know. I may revisit again towards the end of the year, depending what comes out this year. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I really liked the guy that played Ager Allen Poe. I thought he was quite believable and I got yeah. behind him and I was rooting for him. Like he really, uh, he, he touched me in my tra-la-la. He definitely did. <laughs> um, so I don't know that two very different opinions on it. Definitely. I'm a lot like Scott enjoyed it enough, but I really liked it a lot. So um, yeah. if you're interested, it's available on the Netflix. Yeah. And like I said, like, yeah, it's definitely not the acting. The acting is fucking incredible. And uh, I definitely see where you get the sleepy hollow vibes. Cause it's around that era. Mm-hmm. And it's also uh, like the color palette for the oh, film yeah. has a very Sleepy Hollow-esque feel to it. Yeah. It's very just kind of gloomy with a bit of like blues and grays and stuff like that. Like, um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, very well-made movie. Very like interesting. Just was not the Scotty Jam that I was expecting. But That's okay. It, yeah, sometimes it's okay. a hit or miss. You never know. You never know, right? Um, I guess the last one we'll talk about, I guess you didn't see this one yet, have you? Uh, let me see what it is. Uh... It's Megan. No, no, I want to so bad, though. Um, so I went last Sunday night to see this film. So I'm going to be very careful because like, it's probably, well, it's the hottest, I think 2023 right now in the theaters. I don't know if there's any other horror films that have come out in the theaters. I think this is the first one to drop. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's great. That's the only thing I can really say a a brilliant. So Megan is a 102 minute runtime, a brilliant toy company. Robotus uses artificial, artificial intelligence to develop Megan, a lifelike doll programmed to emotionally bond with her newly adopted, her newly orphaned niece. But when the doll's programming works too well, she becomes overproductive of her new friends with terrifying results. Um, I think a lot of people here I see here giving it three and a half stars, three stars. Even Rob Humphrey gave it three stars, which said something because he doesn't like anything. <laughs> I I don't think who knows this may hit some people's top ten lists of the year. It's still there early on in the year, but this is definitely not a shit movie. Um, this is a great take on killer toys. I think there will definitely be a sequel of some kind. Um, matter of time, because I think this was pretty well done, pretty and, entertaining. And once yeah. again, horror showing that it can do fucking well in theaters. Cause, uh, some, somehow or another, this little Megan that could, uh, was number one at the box office against Avatar, which is pretty fucking impressive to say the least. Well, you know, we got some really good acting in here. We got Allison Williams is in this one yep. who most people have seen in perfection and get out are probably the most common that people would know her from little Violet McGaw was in Dr. Sleep and the haunting of Bly Manor. So this nice. was a young lady that's had some acting chops to her belt. Um, there's some, there's someone that played Megan's voice that was different or than well, the actual person that played Megan. Okay. Cause I was just gonna say, cause I'm like, as far as I know, like Megan was an actual person, just CGI. It, it was, it was. And then there was a, someone that did her voice that was different. Okay. Um, it was, it was really entertaining. I really enjoyed it. I, you can definitely see James Wan's, even though he was a producer influence possibly in this film. Um, he didn't direct it, but you can definitely see kind of where the, maybe support or ideas came from, right? Um, Jason Blum was a producer as well and a fun, fun, fun movie. I recommend it. It's in theaters right now. You will not be disappointed. Go check it out if you get a yeah. chance to. Yeah, yeah, this is one I really wanted to see. Um, I'm hoping to maybe see it this weekend. We shall see. Um, but yeah, like I am very curious because the director said that obviously they cut it down to a PG-13 rating to you yeah. know, reach a lot bigger audience. But 
apparently he said it's more effective as a PG-13, as horror, as a PG-13 film. Um, but he also did say that when it comes to the physical release, it will be in its unrated, uh, there will be an option for its unrated cut or something like that. And I'm very curious because he said there was like a lot of violence and gore that was like cut out. Yeah, I can kind of figure out this the areas where he made that choice um, for it to be released in the theaters. And let me just say, be some good gore to be seen. Nice. Yeah, I'm so I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Uh, this one is definitely uh, one I had been excited for pretty much since I've seen the trailer because the trailer just looked like so much fun. Right. Right. Well, that's our that concludes our 2023s for now. But don't you worry, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more um, to talk about whatever comes out for the, the rest. We're going to see some more releases coming pretty soon. So we're going to have some stuff to talk about uh, for our older watches. Both Scott and I watched the menu. We sure did. And I guess I'll let Scott give his thoughts on it first. Man, I am so pissed that we did not watch this for our freaking I award know. show. This would have been in my top 10. This would have made awards. This movie just had everything I love about horror, like in a, in one of my genres of horror that I do love. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's making fun of the freaking uh, elitist people that are always going to these extremely fancy, super expensive restaurants that their food has to have this story to it and all this mm-hmm. shit. And, and it's for like the Instagram or foodie people. It's for the rich and snooty. It's, and it's just amazing story with like this. Like I just loved it. Anya Taylor Joy, as always, fucking amazing. Always. Um, and the little kind of kind of sort of reveal with her character, like halfway through the film, I'm going, oh, interesting. And like there's been like there was a couple of reveals and twists. That I was just going, oh, I did not see this coming. But man, so many good actors in this. Um, the guy that plays Voldemort is the chef. Which I don't remember his act, the actor, actual Ralph, actor. Uh, Ralph Ralph Hines. Yeah, yeah, he played uh, Voldemort in Harry Potter. Um, and then yeah, the uh, boyfriend of the movie, uh, he was in Warm Bodies. Yeah, and uh, then yeah, John Leguizamo as well. Like there was just a lot of recognizable faces, and man, this was just so much fun. And I was like watching this, and I'm going, this this would have been like Heather's like number one or number two, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it would have definitely been in the top three. Um, if I had watched it on time. I, yeah, I thought it was fucking phenomenal. I thought it was funny. I thought it was um, really good, <laughs> really good humor, making fun of things. I thought there were some shocking scenes. Um, there's one story where he talks about being beaten, which is why he was motivated to do this dish. And I was like, yeah, this talks like it was it was just really, really well delivered. Um, and the ending was really, really good, too. I thought everything flowed well edited well directed well acted well written well like it was just awesome and i do think this was a horror film i don't know why people would say it's just a dark comedy i'm sorry daniel from the horror of dummies dummies of horror dummies of horror like dummies of horror like you wrong this is definitely a horror movie um yeah it's like it definitely like for us especially like it's right on that line. That yeah. Guy, like it fits right in the cat. Like I, it, there's enough fucking dark shit that happens in it. They're, <laughs> right. They're basically stuck somewhere against their will. It's like hostile, only classier. Like it's, it's not far off from some of the shit that happens. Right. So if you, we think hostile is a horror movie. I would argue this one's a similar flavor. Just, so minus, minus as much gore. Yeah. Minus as much gore. Right. So anyway, I uh, I dug this a lot. Glad I finally got to watching it. 
I'll just go next. So the other 2022 I thought I'd bring to the table, interesting documentary called The Good Nurse, or sorry, movie called The Good Nurse that is located on Netflix. It's about Charlie Collins, who was a serial murderer. He was a nurse that was poisoning people by putting insulin into their IV bags. And hospitals in the United States covered it up. He went through nine different hospitals that he worked for where he killed countless people. And instead of charging them, or because it's a profit system in the United States, um, they would just basically fire him. And then he would go to another hospital and do the same thing until one nurse who was a friend of his figured out what was going on and worked with the police to bring him to justice. Um, and it's it's a pretty emotional story, to be honest with you, of what she had to do and and what this guy got away with. So it's a good watch on Netflix if you're looking for something. It is called The Good Nurse, and it came out last year. Nice. Um, I went for, way further back for mine. Um, so just so I can do this review justice, I pulled up the messages that I sent Heather while watching it. Uh, so I... Uh, uh, the movie I'm talking about, it just uh, got brought onto Shutter, but it's uh, Possession from 1983, starring Sam Neill. Uh, so I said, I said this to Heather. So I am watching Possession from 1983 on Shutter. This movie is fucking weird as hell, and I have no idea what is going on. Well, besides lots of touching. Sam <laughs> Neill, Sam Neill is in this, and I just need to know why is everybody seductively touching each other? The detective that talks to Sam Neill is like caressing him. The teacher and Sam Neill caressing each other. Then laying in bed naked, not touching each other. The secret boyfriend touching Sam Neill. What is it with Sam Neill and everyone wanting to touch him? Why? <laughs> What's happening? My brain hurts. Then, <laughs> then I go on to say, like, I need to know, should I be touching Sam Neill? Am I missing out, <laughs> missing out on a piece of life because I'm not touching him? What is going on here? <laughs> uh, this movie was just very weird and just a lot of people seem to love it. I don't get it. This was just fucking weird. Like <laughs> the like, because that was like the whole like seductively touching. It's just something small I noticed while watching the film. It's like not a big deal at all, but it's just something I noticed and just kind of latched onto. But man, yeah, for some reason everybody's just like very like softly touching each other and caressing each other while they're talking to each other, and I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? And um. But then, yeah, his wife is acting extremely strange and is just she's acting way over the top and psychotic and crazy. It's because she's possessed by some weird tentacle thing that I, I don't know. This movie is fucking weird. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I watched it finally because it's been one that I've heard talked about for a long time. But I yeah, this was too weird for even my taste. <laughs> it was too weird for Scotty. So where can people find it if they also want to be weirded out? This one is on Shutter, at least for the U.S. right now. Awesome. I think we should just go through. I don't see the point of taking a break. Are you good to keep going? Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're going to just keep going on. We're going to talk about what's new um, while Scott moves Luna onto his lap, who's his kitty cat. What's new? Scott and I both watched the documentary on, on Netflix, uh, The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker 2023. And this was a exploitation film, a real exploitation film, a real-life exploitation film of someone who's mentally ill and not receiving the help they probably should have got. So what were your thoughts on this film, Okay, Scotty? first, when I first uh, seen like the screenshot, I'm going... This looks vaguely familiar. I don't know why that guy's face looks recognizable to me. And then they show the clip that made him go viral. And I'm going, oh, shit, it's about this guy. Okay, I do remember this. 
Um, I didn't remember like the full story. I just knew the viral video. I didn't know what happened mm. after. Um, but man, how fucked up is it that it's just like, hey, this guy that just saves someone's life by beating someone like on the top of their head with a freaking hatchet, back of the hatchet, then the front of the hatchet, you find out later for part of it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's being labeled as a hero and they're going viral. And then all of a sudden being exploited by everyone in fucking Hollywood, just like trying to just grab this guy to make a fucking reality TV show out of this poor dude. And just like, what the, like, this is where it goes to show. All right, Hollywood back the fuck off. This guy got popular because he was an internet sensation, but like, obviously there's something wrong with the guy. He's not fully there. And it's like, I mean, obviously these people that are from Hollywood that ended up trying to reach out to him realize that later, but it's like, this just goes to show maybe look into this person a little more before you decide, Hey, we want him on a television show. It's like, you guys, be careful. What the hell are you doing? You're ruining someone's life. And obviously he ruined his own life, but yeah, yeah. But still like, oh, what the fuck? This this documentary just blew my fucking mind. Yeah. So I never heard of this story. I don't know if this was a big thing in the States and it didn't make it up here to Canada. Um, I had never heard of this ever. So I had no idea who Kai was. Um, So basically this kid was in a car with someone, I guess there was a confrontation on the highway. He attacked some lady and Kai. So the guy that Kai was with attacked some lady and Kai beat him up. Well, pretty severely with a, with a hatchet to get him to stop. Yeah. Well, and apparently like, so, and that stuff was just kind of leaked out that he was with the guy. Cause at first when the video, like everybody in the world seen, like including me, it sounded like he just kind of was walking by seen this guy beating this woman and he went over and saved the day is how it made it sound. Okay. So originally that's how it was presented. Right. Yeah. So you see him go on Jimmy Kimball and these talk shows and, and like the whole time you're like, Oh, we had no idea. I knew from the interview on the roadway that this young individual, young man, I assume he goes as a male because he seemed to present as a male and referred to himself as he um, was presenting Obviously, some mental illness or a disorder or something. Yeah. Um, and everyone pretended to be shocked that he engaged in this extremely violent act, would sing about the violent act in songs, would talk about violent things and conspiracy theories. And, you know, he murders somebody and people were surprised. This was a documentary where I was like, there's a whole lot of lack of either emotional intelligence that no one could read the fucking room or you're all just trying to clear your conscience because you knew something was wrong and you didn't do anything about it. Yeah. I was going to say, cause um, like when I seen this video, you know, cause I think this is what 2013, I think is when the video went viral. I, yeah, or something like I that. have no um, idea. But uh, so, you know, I was early thirties. Um, and yeah, like the way he was presented, cause you only get to see like maybe a minute clip of him in the viral video true, until true, the true. reporter shows more later on. But uh, like in that one minute interview, he just sounds like a hippie homeless surfer dude that you're just like, oh, he just has that like lovable surfer accent. And he's right. And it's right, like, right, right. and no one really, and you're like, he saved the day. He saved a woman from getting beat and everything. And you're like, but no, like, but it didn't click with you that he used a hatchet on someone, even to defend this woman. Yeah. And was like proudly boasting about how he did it. And like at that time, yeah, I didn't think about that. 
like looking back at him going, shit, that is fucked up. And then, yeah, I didn't know anything about what happened to him after like he became a viral sensation. Yeah, like he, this is again, it's funny because what we've talked about so far with some of the documentaries that we brought up in this, whether it's the volcano one, this one, and one that we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is definitely more related to horror. But this is like real life horror shit. You know what I mean? Like this is like a real movie. I could see this being made into a movie one day. Like easily that they'll make this into a movie, a horror movie, because it is horrible. It is horrific and it is very, very layered. So I I make you make a valid point, Scotty, because I didn't even know this dude existed till this week. Like I knew nothing about this. I don't know if it just didn't reach the news up here or I wasn't watching the news at the time and I just wasn't made aware of it. I don't know, but I wasn't aware. So. I think it's, you're right, it's very different 40-year-old Heather Eyes watching this than it would be 30-year-old Heather Eyes watching that. And, of course, curated clips, right, yeah. that are presented. Um, but, yeah, I think for anyone who's interested, I think if you're, you know, you're kind of bummed out on 2023s, we wanted to give you some good docuseries on Netflix right now, and this is one of them. I would say if you're interested, it's a, it's a good little watch. It's only about an hour and 35 minutes long or something like that. It's not super long um check it out yeah i'll say yeah this was a very damn good documentary like and it just kind of shows like you know unfortunately virals and like people that get go viral are not always celebrity material people like they (sighs) go viral whether by accident or just by happenstance and most of the time it is not a good idea to idolize them. Just want to put no. that out there. No, except for Scott and I. Definitely if you yeah. go viral. Idolize me. They're definitely people you should idolize. Um, 100%. 110%. So for our final segment today, which is Out of the Dark, uh, we're going to talk about two different things. We're going to talk about some 2023s we're looking forward to. But before we get to that, Scotty was not shocked by this, but I will. I was. So we may not spend too much time on it. I watched Lights, Camera, Murder, Scream which is a documentary that is available on Tubi that talks about the Riverside killer. Riverside? Ah, shit. What was it? Gainesville killer. Gainesville killer. And the inspiration that Kevin Williamson got to write the screenplay for Scream. And it it talks about Kevin Williamson knowing of the story about basically an individual that is killing young co-heads, talks about the history of this guy, and you know the story and what shocked me i think is i thought scream was super original i did not know it was based off of this i didn't dig that deep into knowledge of horror films for years i still really don't dig that deep scott does more digging than i do um i'm just like oh it's they made it like i unless like you tell me it's inspired by these events which i think scream should have mentioned on the poster um because it is (laughs) like really quite a bit so there so things that I found eerily similar, the sneaking into people's homes, surprising them in their homes, that was done in Scream. Yep. The posing of the bodies, also done in Scream. Yep. The illusion that there could be two killers, also done yep. in Scream. Um, and the one guy who ends up being the killer went and watched The Exorcist 3 uh, before which, he started his killing spree. Which is interesting, because this seems to be a thing with the, at least a small little similarity with some serial killers, because Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite movie was Exorcist 3. And he made right. people watch Exorcist 3 with him before he killed him. Right. So I just... 
I find it a little interesting. It was young female co-heads that were killed, plus a dude in the original murders for very similar to Scream. More women than men were killed yep. in Scream. Um, it just seemed to me like there were an awful lot of, besides calling to be like, do you like scary movies? And the Gainesville killer basically saying he wanted to be in a horror movie. He <clears> did want to be famous, though. And they did find a recording of him singing songs. Yep. So, like, it just seemed to me there was a lot of similarities. And for me, at Scott knew all this. I um, did not know any of this. And I was kind of like, it kind of took Scream down for me a little bit. I Like, already Scream has kind of fallen from his graces with me um, over the years. Because I've just watched other things and I just like it more. But I was just shocked. So, Scott, because you knew this from the beginning, did you find Scream as original? Or is this just me that's gone through this culture shock that it's not as original as I thought? Um, I kind of, like, because I knew the very outer layer basics of mm. the similarities. Miss <coughs> you. Hmm, thank you. Um, But, so I didn't know, realize, like, the posing of the bodies and stuff like that until I watched the documentary and, like, a lot more of the similarities that they go into detail with in this documentary. Um, it didn't change my opinion when I heard about it for about heard about it before because I just always look at it as especially when it came to Wes Craven films, even Nightmare on Elm Street was inspired by mm. like another country, a boy saying someone is trying to kill me in my dreams. I'm afraid to go to sleep, and parents make him go to bed, and he dies in his sleep, and that was where Wes Craven was inspired with Nightmare on Elm Street. So like horror films tend to uh, be inspired by world events or real life events that, you know, should have this been like stated somewhere loosely ba or, you know, based off a true story or loosely based off a true story mm -hmm. or whatever in the sure. Yeah. But like, to me, I never found it to like change my view of scream. Okay. Like, but if I you did were, like find this yeah. more interesting knowing like that there were a lot more similarities that I didn't realize. I didn't find that very interesting. If you were a family member, of one of the people that were killed. Would you be a little pissed? Because I feel like we're a movie like Homolka or Carla, sorry, Carla that came out several years ago. That's about, it's, it's not really well known, but okay. it's about the, it's about the Paul Bernardo murders up here in Canada. We had a, a serial killer named Paul Bernardo, his girlfriend, Carla Homolka assisted him with it. And then she ratted him out and basically got a plea deal. And they made a movie called Carla. And the chick from that 70 show, the redhead played Carla and, you know, it basically recounted the murders of what happened. And it wasn't shown in Southern Ontario because of a petition the families went through. Honestly, I've never watched it either. I probably won't. You know, right. I, I knew the murders like it, it. It's just I think different. It hits you different when it's from your area. Or um, what was the Charlie Theron's one that she was in? Uh, the monster. Oh, uh, yeah, monster. Monsters. So like when you have movies like that, that are like clearly being like okay, we're going to talk about and base ourselves on this. As a family member, I feel like you know that. You get, you're get you aware of it. I feel like for this, it's like he, they ripped off the concept. And as a family member, I'd be like, and you didn't even acknowledge my people, like that you got this inspiration from this horrific event and you didn't even acknowledge us. Yeah, I mean. People that died that gave you this inspiration. Like maybe I'm wrong for thinking that. I'm not saying that I'm right. I just, I just thought about that when I watched this. I'm like, you were so... 50% of this came, of your ideas came from this. Right. Like I was going to say, right. like 
because uh like yeah like movies like monster and like jeffrey dahmer and stuff like that where it's like you know really talking about it like yeah you should definitely like kind of and mm-hmm. the one you were talking about carla like you know make sure like to have the families and victims of the families feelings in mind about this and maybe even talk to them about it before mm-hmm. releasing this with scream i almost feel because of the horror do you like scary movies aspect of it and being obsessed horror nerds being the killers Mm. and that there was uh posing of bodies was done in friday the 13th and all these other films before it yeah i I think i think that probably anybody that was the families uh the victims of the family or families of the victim Mm -hmm. probably did not realize that it was that what it was being copied of they probably just realized this is just or thought this is just another horror film because it does play out like regular old horror film like this could have been any horror film so I, i don't see like parent or families being too pissed about this one just for that fact I guess so. I just think for me, after watching this doc, and that's just my perspective, my perspective alone, that it made me just really rethink how original I thought Scream was and how oh, I thought, sure. you know, and how, you know, oh, it, it re-energized the, 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 the horror movie. And, and yes, it's a great film. But I'm like, well, 50% of it, like, and I get it. You get inspiration from everywhere. I'm not trying to indicate that people don't get inspiration from things. Like, Megan just came out. It's a killer doll. Like, obviously, Child's Play and fucking other doll movies, Puppet Master and shit. Like, I understand. Like, there's inspiration from inspiration. It's just I thought it was an interesting point because I wasn't aware. Like, I wasn't aware of all the stuff that was Kevin Williams took inspirational from. Right. I know, because um, I was kind of surprised when you were just like, do you know this was based off of something real? I'm like, you didn't know that? Like, no, I, I, I just thought it was like common I knowledge. Like, I because no. I never did, because, you know me, I'm, I like Scream well enough, but I've never done enough to do a deep dive on it yeah. or do any deep research. I just heard, I think maybe it's just because I'd been in the horror communities for so yeah. long or something. Maybe I just somehow absorbed the knowledge from them talking about it somewhere in a post. Maybe that, yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly didn't wasn't involved i didn't go to conventions i watched the movies and what was it i didn't google maybe who the stars were i knew nothing about them i've actually learned more from podcasters and horror you know facebook groups than i have from anything else ever people tell me like i wouldn't i don't pursue that stuff i don't i don't i don't want to say i don't care it's just not as important to me exactly so i but this i found was really really interesting so it's a documentary on tubi if you haven't watched it um, it's called Lights, Camera, Mur- Lights, Camera, Murder, Scream. It's on Tubi. If you're interested, check it out. Very, now, very sorry, interesting sorry. documentary. Yeah, and it's on Tubi again, right? And and you're looking for some, you know, movies to watch, and there's not a lot of good 2023s. We've given you some documentaries that we recommend. Now, drumroll. 2023s that we are looking forward to. Yeah. Dottie, what are you looking forward to? All right. So, obviously, like I said earlier, um, Megan is one that I've been looking forward to, so I can't wait to watch that. Um, but coming up next in Feb- uh, February, <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Oh, I, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, I so can't wait for this movie. It's going to be so ridiculous and fun. And they even make sure to mention that it is based off of a story, very loosely based off of a story that happened in the 80s. Because uh, mm. basically, the bear did cocaine. It died. It overdosed on cocaine. It didn't kill anybody. But uh, some other ones, because I've only watched a few trailers for some of these things. Uh, so, like, uh, one that I'm really, really looking forward to is uh, Brandon Cronenberg's next film, uh, Infinity Pool. That looks freaking Honestly, that looks fucking amazing. And did you see the lineup? 
The actors? Yeah. Like Alex Skarsgård, Mia Goth. Yeah. That's probably going to be on my top 10 list. I haven't even watched it yet, and I know it's going to be on my top 10 list. Yeah, I am so excited for that one. Like, that looks so good. And then um, one that I really didn't have any interest in watching, like, when I first heard about it being promoted. I mean, I was like, okay, I'll probably watch just because of who's playing this character. But uh, Renfield. Uh, with Nicholas Nicholas Cage playing yeah. Dracula. Like, yeah, I, that looks pretty interesting. They released the trailer, and I'm like, you know what? I didn't really have much interest besides Nicholas Cage playing Dracula because I know he'll ham it up like he always does. Oh, he's but, a ham, ham sandwich. But when I watched the trailer, that just looks entertaining as hell. I am so down for this. Like, I want to see what this is about. Um, and then I got two more that I'm going to mention. Uh, Knock at the Cabin, the uh, M. Night Shyamalan film. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong, yep. With uh, what's his name, uh, Dave Bautista. I'm very curious to see yep. him in a role that is not Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy playing more of a serious role. I'm very curious about this to see how good of an actor he really is. Because um, I do like him. He has a great personality to him. So mm-hmm. I think he could, I think he could do well as an actor. So I'm very curious to see his serious acting chops. And then the last one, I saved it because it is one of my favorite uh, franchises, series, or whatever you want to call it. Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, uh, Tim's not excited for that. Really? Yeah. Because I will be honest, when they released the poster and gave us a little teaser trailer, I was like, this does not feel like Evil Dead at all. Like, the, in fact, the poster just ripped off uh, Smile. Smile wants its work back, please. Like, it looks exactly like the <laughs> Smile poster. Everything about it. Um, but then the very next day, they released the trailer and oh i am so on board this looks like it's gonna be fucked up and violent and gory uh, it, from what they've been saying it's supposed to be a sequel to the original trilogy but with the font on the movie poster that says evil dead rise that is straight off of the evil dead remake poster the way the font is and then also when i watched the trailer this looks mean and very violent like the remake not very silly the deadites don't have like this weird slapsticky style to them or sadistic mischief nifts to them mm. this looks more mean violence like the remake was and either way, if it is a sequel to the original trilogy or the sequel to the remake or somehow ties the two universes together and makes it all one thing, I'm fucking on board. I am going to see this as soon as it hit the, hits theaters. Nice. I, I may or may not see it at theaters, but I will watch it because I'm not. I enjoy the Evil Dead movies, not as much as you do. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Winnie the Pooh fucking blood and honey, man. Like, honestly, I can't wait. It's not going to be that good of a movie. Like, at all. It's not. But I want to watch Winnie the Pooh fuck up people for, like, an hour and a half. And it comes out the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking sick. Yeah, because it's supposed um, to have, like, a limited theater release. Yeah, man. I'll watch that shit. Uh, there's something wrong with the children. Yes, uh, a couple joins their friends and their friends' kids on a weekend trip. This reminds me of the Christmas, the British one, the children. Yes, um, sounds like a really on it, uh, similar flair coming January seventeenth. Did you see the trailer for it? No, I haven't watched the trailer. Oh, I tried. The... I just read the synopsis. Okay, the trailer looks fucking creepy. I am on board for this. We have, uh, well, we have the next by 
is it Artie Aster who's doing oh, disappointment? Sure, yeah. uh, you was not, afraid? Yeah, Bo is afraid. Yeah, Bo is uh, afraid. Which was a dis- which was called Disappointment Boulevard, but he that's the new title. But he changed it, right? So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that I, one's all about. Yeah, that is another one I forgot to mention because yeah, like I watched the trailer to that because that got released and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I have no idea. And with an R B and R Aster, I'm like, I'm on board. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you're it is, like I'm on son board. of a bitch, I'm in, right? Yeah. Insidious 5. I I like the Insidious films. I will watch this one. I find them all entertaining. Yeah, I thought they were, like, I watched all the Insidious for the first time, like, in 2020, and yeah, yeah, I thought they were pretty decent, so I'm curious to see what this will be about. I think we're getting to, now, we get to September, which we tend to sometimes have some real heavy hitters, and there's one called Koo, 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 Kaku, Kaku. Yeah, it's either Cuckoo or Cuckoo, Kaku, Kaku? or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, right? Um, and it has, so stars in this, so there's a horror movie about a teenager who moves with her parents to a resort only to find out her new home may not be what it seems. I think that sounds really cool. There's a sequel to the famous 1973 Exorcist film. That's supposed to be be a sequel. It says a sequel. I think, I think it's a remake, but it says a sequel. I don't know. It looks like a remake to me. Um, Saw 10. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Saw Ted. Um, John, Toby Bell's back. Toby Bell, sorry, Toby Bell. Um, Run, Rabbit, Run is an Australian horror film mm. about a fertility's doctor, about a fertility doctor whose seven-year-old daughter begins to act increasingly strange after mysterious arrival of a mysterious, after the strange arrival of a mysterious rabbit. Interesting. The, the Strangers, a remake of the deeply creepy 2008 film, The Strangers. Really? Um, yeah, I'm surprised they're doing that. Um, not that yet again. Like that's a it's a fairly recent movie. I don't know if you need to make a remake of. Yeah, I'll say it's still very effective. Like and still like very Pretty relevant. Um, yeah, I'll say still relevant right. of the time. It doesn't need an update. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're just a real big fan, and it's uh, one of the chicks from Riverdale is going to be in it. So I don't know. Maybe it's to just get with the younger generation. I don't know. Um, the Deliverance. And this is an upcoming Netflix film on the real life haunting account. Uh, the film follows mother-in-law follows a mother in Gary, Indiana, whose children become be care, appear to become possessed. Salem's lot. Oh yeah. I did hear about that. I'm curious about that one. All fun and games um, follows siblings who find themselves in a strange demonic game. The parenting, a horror comedy about a gay couple who hosts a weekend away with their parents, which quickly clears dark. Oh, that, <laughs> that sounds fun. That shit sounds funny. Um, the Night Bitch. Oh, my movie. Um, <laughs> it follows a stay-at-home nun who discovers that Tim makes fun of her all the time on a podcast. <laughs> she has to get revenge. Just kidding. Um, it follows a stay-at-home mom who discovers she can transform into a dog, hence the film's cheeky title. That's actually kind of cute. It's probably not that great of a movie, but sounds kind of... A- Amy Adams is in it. Should be interesting. Oh, yeah, really, actually. That does sound pretty interesting. Uh, apparently they're doing a remake of the Friday 13th. Uh, that is going to be a TV series uh, called oh. Camp... It's going to be on Peacock called Camp Crystal Lake. So I'm oh, curious okay. curious cool. to be see what that's about. Like, I'm keeping my hype level low on it because I have no idea what to expect from it. Um, you know what I... There's one coming out called The Elevator Game. You know, I watched that. Yeah, I was like, because I remember us talking about that during our uh, Urban mm-hmm. Legends episode. Um, And there's also one that I just forgot about. Uh, I just, I didn't see the trailer, but I'd read the synopsis on it, but it was a uh, consecration. After the suspicious death of her brother, a priest, Grace, travels to the Mount Savior Co- Convent in Scotland to find out what really happened. Once there, she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth about her own past. And it stars Jenna Maloney. So I'm 
it looks interesting. I'm very curious about it. That's cool. Yeah, and it, that sounds really interesting. There's some good ones coming out that's not a lot has been talked about. The Boogeyman adaptation of Stephen King's The Boogeyman mm. is coming out this year. Um, and The Conjuring 4, which I think a lot of people have talked about. I think this is going to be one I'm going to like. Cosmetic. It tells a supernatural story of a girl's deadly pursuit of perfection. Sign me up. Probably already my number two film of the year. Might as well just fucking put it on there now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like there's some cool shit coming out this year. Some different stuff. Yeah. Different. I like that. I like it. Yeah, you got some like, hey, you, you want to remake The Strangers? All right. Hey, maybe I mean, we'll get it. a new generation into horror. I don't know. Like, maybe they don't, they don't really know Liv Tyler is anymore, I guess. It's right. an easy movie to remake. Right. Yeah. I was like, hopefully, um, it's, hopefully it can be as effective as the original. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe it can. I it, cell phones are a lot more developed now than they were in two thousand eight, and yeah. cell service and stuff. I don't know. Or maybe they're going to go to a cabinet cabin with no cell service. I don't know. Who exactly. Knows? Yeah. Right. I'll be curious to see. But like, yeah, I am very excited to see what type of horror films twenty twenty three brings us this time around. Like twenty twenty two started off a bit rough, but it sounds like twenty twenty three is actually starting off pretty strong with some of the stuff that's coming out. So I'm very curious. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how stuff goes. And we don't even really know all that's going to be dropped on the shutter. Right. We don't always know what's all going to be dropped on the Tubi on uh well, hopefully Netflix has a better year. Pill yeah. fuck already with the one movie they've released has been better than the shit they put out last year. So and I'm hoping um, uh, Hulu continues doing some good shit. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's exciting time for horror fans. Lots of varieties, lots of options. Yep, and I'm sure we will watch hundred or more, <laughs> like we always do. Yeah, I think I think we'll break. My goal is to break two hundred again this year. Um, you know, that's always a goal. So right. hopefully, I can do that. Um, you know, it all depends on my work schedule and shit like that. But, uh, and our new, well, our new format does make it easier. We're no longer having to watch movies for, to talk about, you know, we will be watching new releases once we start seeing more of new releases. And I know myself, I'm becoming a little more picky. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I know you're not. So Scott will continue to watch the gems. whatever he watches, you know, <laughs> right. Where, we're dear, we're two, dear three four five and six uh, here we go man we're dear forever we're dear for life bitch ass for yeah. life <laughs> bitch ass oh man that was great so yeah we look forward to talking with you guys next time i will be away but we will probably be keeping on schedule because i said to scott more than likely when i return i will watch horror movies for a couple of days so even if scott has the bulk of them to talk about there's no reason why we still can't do an episode um yep. i'm sure i can bring a handful to the table so yeah no no harm in that um but yeah we are i guess to kind of close it off we're proud members of the legion podcast network you can find legion podcast on patreon uh we're underneath the kill the cast feed on legion the pay on legion podcast we're the friday nightmares podcast underneath that feed and on legion patreon you can pay like three bucks a month and you get access to shows early you get access to extra content you go into draws for tokens and codes and honestly if you're not a member of patreon yet like we just want to know what you're waiting for what are you waiting for? It's 2023. Why haven't you signed up yet? What are you waiting <laughs> for? We've been around for a couple years now. Come on. What are you waiting for? There's plenty of good content. You need to check it out. What are you waiting for? They made a series I know what you did last summer. I wonder if they'll ever remake it just as a movie. I think that's where they went wrong. They need to remake it as podcasters like us doing this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. So uh, so join the Legion Podcast Network today. We are 
what is it? We are many. Yeah, we are many or we are legion. We are legion. I don't know. We are many. We are legion. Whatever the same shit is. And listen to all the great, <laughs> all the great podcasts that are on that network. And we'll catch you guys next time. We'll have uh, more movies to share, more stuff to catch up on. Um, do you have anything else to say to good people, Scotty? Uh, just hope everybody had a great uh, new year. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we'd like to like to see where this new format takes us in 2023 and how many ridiculous films we will watch. Uh, but until next time, kitties, unpleasant dreams. See ya.